Oh, man. Jim has a fitness armband that will take texts from the phone and, like, give him parts of them on his wrist now. And normally that's just kind of like, you know, nothing any of us pays any attention to. But I got home and texted him and I was like, I'm grinding coffee and fucking Glynis was parked in the driveway and blah, blah, you know. <laughs> and so Jim gets a text that basically says, I am grinding coffee and fucking Glynis. And he was like, excuse me? Excuse me? And he knows who Glynis is, so he knows that was really unlikely. But now uh, I've got to be mindful of... Yep. Huh, he says hi, by the way. Ooh. Hi, Jim. Beautiful. Yeah, I sent, I, I sent a, a friend on the site a... Uh, text yesterday and like fully one third of it was just a string of nonsense where like autocorrect went wrong and it's just like okay i'm not fixing it that's just that's what i'm sending you yeah so. i mean that's pretty much us in general but it like, didn't have any implication of you know bizarre infidelity so right <laughs> right every now and again you know i read some ask metafilter thread that realizes there's all sorts of weird ways relationships can go badly and i make jim like re-up our kind of like I know we're monogamous, but that also means this crazy edge case that happened to this Ask Metafilter person that I never thought of before. Can you just sign this codicil that says it includes that? <laughs> we're good, right? This isn't, a, this isn't a thing that I'm the only one who doesn't know isn't going on, right? Well, exactly, right? Every now and again, I read one of those things and I'm like, what? <laughs> or the alternative, right? I think my husband's you know, cheating on his wife because he's trying to play footsie with me. And you're just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's different. Footsie isn't infidelity. It's just bad judgment. It's, 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 yeah, I, I would say like without an established understanding, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's but weird, but does... it's not like this relationship is over problematic. It's just like, we need to have a talk about footsie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't let's... even imagine Jim playing footsie with me, much less another person, <laughs> much much less another woman, much less on purpose. He doesn't know where his toes are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, but yes, that was the example that I was footsie thinking Footsie is weird. Like, 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 there's nothing wrong with footsie per se as an activity, but the fact that footsie has a specific kind of cultural cachet, like just, I guess, because it's the only thing you can like do completely under the table, so to speak. Right. Uh, in a, a subtle way, in a random public setting. I, I think but, it's back when tablecloths were more of a thing, let's be honest. I guess, yeah. Yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more uh, masking. Yeah, but yeah, no, I agree. I can't even, like, I remember footsie being a little bit of a thing, like, maybe when I was in high school. You know, where like you wanted to express interest with someone in a completely 100% plausible deniability way. Yeah. Because, because high school. Um, but since then, no. Like, the only thing I would occasionally do is, like, if Jim and I were at some event and, you know, we were at some table and somebody at the table was being ridiculous and we couldn't even roll our eyes at each other because it's rude. But we could, like, yeah, you know, tap the other person on the foot and be like, oi, am I right? But it is that's, like. That's just good comsec at that point. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, Josh, can I tell you my infosec thing that I can't actually, like, say in public? Like, do I have to edit this or. No, you don't have to edit it. It's okay. Not, well, then let, let, let me do this. You can. Okay. Welcome to episode 174 <laughs> of the Metafilter monthly podcast, which we forgot to introduce ourselves on previously. I'm Josh Cortex-Millard. Hey, and I'm Jessamine. 
And there's nothing interesting about the number 174. Jessamyn says, please tell me your InfoSec story. But there is something interesting about my bank. So, Josh, this interests you as a co-person uh, at Malt Shop as well. I am moving. I am interested. Yes, I am moving Malt Shop's bank from the stupid bank that we signed up with originally to a local community bank so that uh, we have a better bank, frankly. Went, you know, and I did that and it was fine. And I was like, wasn't I supposed to get a debit card in the mail? And they were like, oh, yeah, sorry. And I was like, well, I really kind of need that debit card. <laughs> This isn't even the thing. So, you know, so they said... Yeah, bro, we'll get that to you real soon. Well, now. they were like seven to ten days, and it had been two weeks, and I was like, "What? what is up? And they were like, oh, sorry. And I was like, can you, like, can I get it faster? Like, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm pretty sure you can get it to me faster. Oh, That's yeah. That shit. So they sent it to my bank, and I walked to my bank yesterday, and I got the debit card, and there's a little sticker on the front that's like, hey, you need to remove this sticker and use this on an ATM before you can use it online. And literally the only thing I want to use this debit card for is online. So I was like, let me just stick it in the ATM right now to get this out of the way. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I don't remember if I set up a pin for this or not. And, you know, I've been super absent-minded professor lately, as always, for the last year and a half, really. And so <laughs> yes, I was like, the last year and a half. I was like, maybe I set up a pin for this. And so I used the pin that I would have always used for a debit card, and it didn't work. And I was like, okay, so I don't know the pin for this. Clearly, there was one, and I don't know what it is. Walk back into the bank, the young lady there. I'm like, hey, I've got this business debit card, but it's not working in the ATM. Can I? Do I need to set the pin up with you first? And she just looks me in the eye, and she's like, it's a business card, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, the default pin on all of those is one, two, three, four. <laughs> Josh! The kind of pin an idiot would have on his luggage. Josh! <laughs> it's 2021. Like, really? And maybe that was internal information that she knows and I wasn't supposed to know? I don't know, but I marched it right yeah. back out to the ATM. One, two, three, four. Totally worked. I changed the pin immediately, and I went home and wrote a senior an email to the senior vice president being like, um... You need to fix this like yesterday. And then, of course, I got a, you know, jovial email back from him. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. I've headed it. I've sent it to our, you know, they don't even have security or fraud people or at least not obvious ones. Uh, You know, I've sent it to the head of the branches. And I'm like, what the fuck is she going to do? All right. Fuck it. I'm talking about it on Twitter in a week. That's my plan. All right. Yes. But it is horrifying, right? Horrifying. Yeah, no, that's 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 fucked up. Okay. Um, that's super. That's like incredibly terrible. Because <laughs> sometimes I get all riled up about shit. You know, a- ALA gave my email address to a vendor, and people are like, "What did you expect was going to happen when you registered for the conference?" But like, this seems like a bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All so, right. Well, that's. And I didn't you know. name the bank, so. You know, it's it's at least a little security through seems, security for now, but mm. yeah, that that, that, mm. that seems like the uh, reasonable way to go. I think so. Give them time. I think so. So, uh, how have you been? Um, not uh. not not as hot anymore. I hope. No, it's 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 gloriously normal. Um, it was overcast earlier this morning and cool. It's sunshiny out and 
probably warm, but I'm staying inside. Yeah, no, we made it through the heat wave. That was shitty. Like, it wasn't terrible for me and Angela because, like, we've got a mini split upstairs and I've got a shitty little AC unit for my, my home office here. And so I just blasted like that constantly. We didn't right. have any power outages, which was kind of the big worry. But Portland has a well-regulated electricity grid. Uh, hmm. Thank gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was fucking hot. Uh, a lot of businesses were just like correctly, like fuck it, we're closed. Um, which would feel maybe slightly more like a thing if it weren't like, you know, coming off of the pandemic, but, uh, but still. Right. Like, right. It, right. Really? You could Portland, do it during Portland your- is Portland. Yeah. 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 Portland. And I mean the Pacific Northwest in general, like it was bad in Seattle. It was, it was bad everywhere except for San Francisco. San Francisco decided to set the heat wave out. So go with them. Right, I noticed um, that like a weird little circle on the map. They have they have that amazing microclimate. Like I've said right. before, San Francisco is probably like the only random city I've been to I can think of that I would like be comfortable moving to climate wise. I really like. I how mean, Portland how do you feel about the summer. rents there, though? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I could never possibly move to San Francisco, but if I found myself living in San Francisco, you know, I would probably be okay with the weather, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, we. Uh, the, the heat wave seems to have passed. A bunch of sea air came up a few days ago and, and sort of brought everything down and we're back to normal summertime sort of weather, uh, which is a humongous relief. Uh, we had something like five dozen plus heat related deaths in the state uh, that seems over like those a, three days. That seems like a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, well, you know, the Pacific Northwest is not equipped for extreme heat. I mean, no, like anywhere that isn't consistently experiencing, you know, extreme heat every year is generally not equipped for extreme heat. But sure. um, even the stuff that places that are routinely pretty hot, you know, do doesn't happen infrastructure wise in the Pacific Northwest because we don't need it and there's not sort of like that expectation. So you don't have nearly as much You don't have a plan. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we've had, we had cooling shelters. Uh, there were a lot of groups doing good stuff to try and create spaces for relief for uh, people experiencing homelessness and and people in poverty who don't necessarily have the ability to go out and just like buy an air conditioner if they're even available on short notice during a fucking heat wave. Right. Um, so, you know, people were doing what they could, but you're still not everybody's going to have access to that and not everybody's going to be clued in. And um, I don't know how much of it came out to outside of city limit stuff, but like probably people in rural areas are going to have less chance to even make any use of those resources. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it turns out that like record high heat for several days in a row is a really fucking bad thing and and yeah. Well, and I think people are more and I may just be wrong about this, but I think people are more aware of the downsides of extreme cold. You know, they get like yeah. freeze to death and they get you know, just go sit in a McDonald's for a while or ask around kind of things. But I think for heat people are like, "Oh, I'll just ride it out." But you don't always, and yeah. especially if you have, you know, various co-presenting problems. I mean, one of the things I saw all over Twitter was people talking about the difference between heat exhaustion and heat prostration, I guess, or heat stroke. <laughs> I think heat exhaustion and heat stroke, right? Like, oh, you said like, you said you said prostration. Well, I heard prostration. I, I was like, well, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the heat is frustrating, but like that's what I experienced was heat <laughs> frustration. Yeah, um, no, I mean, me too, because it was hot here, but not like that. Um, but, but the difference between heat exhaustion and heat stroke is the difference can be like a life or death difference if you understand what is happening to you. And it's like, no, I'm not just hot. My body's shutting down. But, yeah. you know, 
not not everybody's got that kind of body literacy or whatever the thing is you need. And yeah, I mean, here it was just, you know, chase the fans around the house, um, occasionally get in my car and go drive somewhere, um, you know, drink lots of liquids. But when I worked at the library, which is essentially a terrarium, you know, it's completely covered in these big ass windows, many of which don't have screens. There's one ceiling fan. You know, I just showed up in a dress and was like, this is just going to be bad. And the woman from the town hall who's also on the board of the library, was like, you know, I think there's an air conditioner in the basement. I was like, really, Phyllis? Tell me more. And it turned out they had one of those little roll-around kind of robot-type air conditioners, you know, with the hose that goes out the window. So we got the guy from the country store across the street to bring it up the rickety stairs. And uh, I plugged it in, and it kept the place from, you know, going off the deep end. And so we got to basically tell people, like, hey, we're your cooling center. Thank you, guy from the store. Otherwise, we wouldn't be. Yeah, I saw friends posting in town how, like, thanks to their window unit, they were managed to keeping it down to 91 inside. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, we were, like, our our house, we've got an old, large, like, 1910s house that we did get, like, a like eco refit on a few years ago. So it's is got, that why you got the split in? Cause I don't remember that. Yeah. 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 We, yeah we, we, we got the split in upstairs cause it was always very hot upstairs whenever it was kind of hot in Portland, which right. our bedrooms upstairs. And so that was not great. Right. Um, so now we can keep it pretty reasonable, um, but pretty reasonable. Like during the heat wave was like, we managed to keep it to like the high eighties. Yeah. You know, once the temperature was like under 85 outside, once that sea air was coming up, we'd like open all the windows and it's like, oh, this is great. It's it's merely warmer than I ever want to be instead of, you know, right. warmer than that. Dangerous. Um, anyway, yeah. yes. Um, but that happened and that's done. And it did feel like a weird sort of, it felt like a weird, really blank three days in what's yeah. been kind of like a phantom month. Like it's really just like June happened apparently. Um, and here we are in July. Um, Dude, I showed up to work at the library yesterday and I wasn't on the schedule because I forgot like that I had only given dates for quote unquote June. And even though I work Wednesdays <laughs> and Thursdays usually right now, I'm subbing until they find a, a full-time replacement. Like I had been like, I can work June 30th. And then I was like, okay, starting in July, I can work July 8th and just or whatever it was, the ninth, just didn't even occur to me. I wasn't working that Thursday, but I wasn't on the schedule, so I was opening up, and then another librarian walks in, and I'm like, hi. She's like, hi. I'm working today. And I was like, (laughs) what? I mean, when I say absent-minded, I mean absent-minded. And the good news was, I was like, well, do you want me to work? I'm happy to. She's like, no, I'd really like to work. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking happy to go home. So, you know, it was a drive back home over the mountain, but whatever. I got my laundry done. Nice. But yes, July snuck up on me. July. Here we are. Hi. Here we are with, man, like, I don't want to keep talking about heat wave and stuff, but like. I do. Like, I guess we can just. I don't even have any curtains, Josh. (laughs) Why do we have curtains? I did, right, I'm on the second floor. I'm, well, to keep the bear from looking at me, apparently. Yeah, fuck that bear, that pee-pee bear. Pee-pee bear. I actually don't know. I, I don't know about the pee I, I didn't mean pee-pee either. Like, that's, that seems like something I would have done on purpose. What's going on with this bear? I don't know about this it bear. It climbed a ladder to eat my bird feeders on the second story of my house and looked at me in the window and I screamed. <laughs> I mean, that's terrifying, but also I'm not even mad. Like, that's... right. 
He's making it's a, the effort. That's... It's a great story. Meanwhile, I'm talking to Jim <laughs> on Zoom, and I thought there was a raccoon on my roof, and I was going to go look for it. And, you know, I screamed, and Jim was like, call the game warden, <laughs> who couldn't find Jesus. my house, but mercifully, my neighbor, my Mephite neighbor, actually, texted me about 15 minutes later because I was like, okay, I believe a bear can climb up a ladder, but I'm not sure I believe a bear can climb down a ladder. And honestly, I should have taken that ladder down <laughs> months ago, but the contractor left it up and I was just mad about it and I didn't want him. Bears are essentially large cats. I guess. So. Aren't they large raccoons? Probably. I don't know. I don't Do think you think a raccoon cats. could just... climb down a ladder? I feel like a raccoon could accomplish a lot of shit, but I think that might be more a raccoon thing than the yeah, particular general mammalian chassis. Good point. I mean, it um, was the scariest thing that has happened to me in a non-human world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's fucked up. Like It looked at me in my second story window. <laughs> and then the neighbor texted me. Again, my Mephite neighbor, but I don't know if she wants to be out as my Mephite neighbor. Sure. And, and was just like, hey, there's a bear in our compost. And I was like, oh, I guess he managed to get the fuck off the roof then. Good old Terry. Say hi for me. I'll t- tell the game warden to stop by your house because maybe he can find it, which he ah, could Jesus. actually. Oh, um, good. Yeah. But yeah, maybe now I get curtains. But yeah, otherwise I live in the <laughs> woods. I don't need curtains. But if I had them, it would be cooler in my house. <laughs> the problem is every time the curtains close, you don't know that there's ah. not a bear there. You know, that's a really good point. And that's honestly, a real Twilight Zone situation. It's one of the reasons I kind of don't have curtains. I kind of would prefer to look out the windows than not yeah. know what's out the windows. Yeah. And you, no should, one... you, should, you should just get those occasional curtains. Like, keep them open most of the time. Not, like, permanent curtains. Well, in my bathroom, I have that, like, kind of cling film stuff that's opaque. And, yeah. and so that cuts a, you know, down the middle. So like I can see out in the top panel, but the lower panel, no one can watch me while I'm like on the can. And that's decent. Yeah. Again, there's no one out there, but if there were. <laughs> but, but what if? Right. We, we keep, we keep, uh, we have like a frosted like uh, storm window um, and then a screen. And we keep the storm window like uh, cracked like an inch in the bathroom just so like a you know, whatever, a little bit of airflow in case you need it. Our fan sure, is sure. much better than a window at this point. But, you know, still, just on general principle. Well, like and I don't have air, a fan also, in the bathroom. Ah, see. Mm. Um, but uh, but I, <laughs> the absurdity that someone would be, like, looking through the window through an inch crack in a window is, like, you know, obvious on the face of it. And yet, every once in a while, I'm sitting on the can and sort of, like, looking out through that crack. And right, being, you're like, I can see contact. out. I can see yeah. out. <laughs> it's like the opposite of a kid, like, closing their eyes so they can't be seen it's like what if what if a sniper peeper what if a bear with extremely precise intentions looked through this tiny window of class and made eye contact with me what then um let's talk about metafilter (laughs) sure i I think we've kind of run this one out if i can think of anything else for my you know like the week van the month vanished and yet a lot happened so yep it was pride month's Happy, yeah. happy happy post Pride Month! Um, Thank you, Hippie Bear, for ha- making all those great posts. There's yeah, a meta talk yeah. thread about that. I don't want to back into this podcast, but uh, you know, <laughs> let's do the whole thing backwards. That was cool. Um, yeah, no, that was a nice that was that was a nice uh, run of posts. Um, and yeah, 
And all the corporations have gone back to their normal colored logos now. So, Oh, thank um, fuck, Ikea. <laughs> did you see those like, couches? Like, no. Oh, Jesus. The, yeah, yes, I, I saw did. a lot of noise specifically about the bisexual couch. Um, that seems to have caught the imagination. Treat of, yourself uh, the to the rest posters. of the couches. Oh, I've seen the whole set. Yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite a collection, and I don't know I don't know what to do there. But uh, but hey, I like that it was like a weird corporate pride stunt, at least instead of like a really really super conservative weird banal like corporate pride stunt. As much as it's still very much and a I, corporate. Pride I did stunt. see some people on the socials who thought it was kind of neat and cute and amusing. You know, like yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it was okay, but in many cases especially in like, you know, big corporate entities, you've got, you know, nothing about us without us. You've got people from within those groups who think this is a, you know, a good and interesting idea. And so, you know, I I am not in that group, but I wouldn't want to holler about it being terrible because maybe the people who created it are in fact within that group and they have their own affinity people, but then there's other people who don't like it, which is fine, but... It's it's been curious thinking about that. I see a lot of people yelling yeah. at the American Library Association for not being anti-racist enough, and I super respect that. And yet, <laughs> like all of leadership are people of color, and so yeah. I'm trying to kind of figure out what the message is. You know, what what yeah. are they saying about leadership? You know, where's my part in all of that? Blah. So yep. it's it's been a it's, thing it, I've been thinking of vis-a-vis those couches. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's complicated, and I guess like the the thing the, the thing that I mostly take away from that kind of situation is like, well, it's even if I don't know exactly how to track it, it's good that like people are at least having those conversations. Yeah, you know, like it, that's uh, that's better than like hey, not, not conversations that really cause harm. And I think like Duke sure. couches are mostly not doing that. I mean, again, yeah. I am yeah. not I am not within that group, but that is the vibe that I get. Um, people feel free to tell me I was thinking more of the ALA thing I was thinking more of the ALA thing in terms of like trying to figure out like what's being accomplished and who leadership is and whatnot it's like well that's a way better thing than like uh, I'm I'm dissatisfied that like the all white leadership of the ALA is once again refusing to even discuss the concept of anti-racism which really was the problem maybe five years ago yeah so So, I don't know progress it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see I think I think. Let's talk about uh, the, the job or, or job. Let's talk about the job. Yeah. Let's talk about Metafilter a... job. <laughs> we should change it. So like if there's only one in the current month, it. Uh... <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Anyway, there is a technical project manager job that uh, was posted by Ochenk uh, back on the 8th looking for a PM role in a fintech company. It is remote. Uh, it's a full-time job, so if that is your wheelhouse, go check it out. It's because, a really hey, good-looking job, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of times there's like kind of a random, you know, this or that job, but um, that's a good one. Yeah. Also, I should put out my own, like, not even quite a job, but definitely a if-this-is-you idea. At some point over the next couple months, I'm going to need some people to move some heavy shit around my mother's house, Ooh. which is in... Um, uh, kind of suburban Massachusetts. It's in Boxborough, but it's near kind of Concord, Lexington, Lowell, yeah. those areas. If you are we in got that, Massachusetts people, yeah. If you are in that area and could use a gig getting paid decently to move heavy boxes up and down stairs, you should get in contact with me. 
because I have finally gotten over my particular issues, gotten in touch with my sister who's willing to work on her own issues, and we're really going to sell this house. Um, but so part of a, it, a lot of magazines then? What? A lot of, lot of you've st- got a big stockpile because you've got your issues. She's got her issues. Oh my God, Josh. Move all of them. <laughs> Sorry. Every month comes around, we record this, and I realize how much I've missed making terrible jokes. <laughs> um, I really, I, I, I value your friendship so much, partly because you put up with this shit. What are my options? I don't know. <laughs> burn the whole thing to the ground. You haven't reached a burn the whole thing to the ground stage with it, and that is no. that's the biggest sort of I mean, kindness I can receive. Jim is like you, but in some ways worse. So. <laughs> And it just in terms of jokes and, you know, wanting a reaction and explaining them to me multiple times while I fail to understand them. <laughs> you don't understand how rarely I hear that. <laughs> and and I like jokes. I just rarely understand them as you tell them. So it's, you know, I, I think it's a bit, basically. But yes, everything on the first floor got cleared out when that pipe burst. And so unfortunately, oh, right. all we're left with is second floor shit. Um, and I, you know, I'm not, I, my knees are too pretty for stairs and boxes. So someone else, someone younger than me, uh, but you know, we'd pay this isn't like do it cause we're friends kind of thing. So yeah, no, put that up. Yeah. Yeah. Do it, do I, it. Well, I don't know yet when it will be. I mean, so yeah. I'm mostly fishing uh, at this point. At such appropriate time, you know. I, I don't. I don't feel like jobs is really suitable for like help me assemble a list of people who might help me at some time <laughs> in the future. Seems rude, but at any rate, this fintech job looks great, and I need to remember to, uh, yeah, start start nosing around and and looking at this kind of stuff because man, remote yeah. jobs such an opportunity nowadays, right? Yep, it's a time for it. Nobody wants to work anymore unless it's for a company that isn't a restaurant that pays shitty. Um, My sister's trash company is having that same weird problem, and so her trash isn't getting picked up regularly. And it's like a yeah. you know local trash company who can't find enough people who want to work at the trash company. And my sister yeah. is I rate at this number one because she now has a trash problem, which means she has a maggot problem and a you know raccoon problem. But it also means that because she's like me she's like look you fuckers you have to start paying people more or offering better working conditions i don't want to hear nobody wants to work anymore you're full of shit that's it's funny because like i associate perhaps wrongly but like i have this general association with with uh trash work as like reasonably well paying too and i don't know if it's like reasonably it with an asterisk or if these guys just i think in cities it tends to be and but I that think I think too, in small yeah. small towns you've got eight million fussy people with their fussy problems, and as well it probably doesn't pay that well. I, you know I honestly yeah. don't know, and I don't know what she pays to be honest. Like maybe her yeah. trash collection has always been too cheap. Um, but yeah, they definitely were like, no one wants to work anymore. She's like, yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling the news. <laughs> you know because she takes after my my dear departed mother. <laughs> Listen, you fuckers! Ooh, ooh. You know, I uh, this is exciting. I we were talking earlier about how long it takes to reboot my computer, and I actually don't know if it takes as long anymore because I did finally update my OS X from being like uh, Mojave uh, to whatever's uh, current. 
Yeah, Big Sur, I think, the current thing. And Man, I'd stay in Mojave because I, I had a couple it. things that... I do, too. Yeah, it's, Tell me how you got over it. Um, I decided that I would just find something other than Photoshop elements to use for photo editing. Because oh, the bless number your of things heart. Because the had broken... I know how old Photoshop elements is. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, like this was back when you could buy a piece of software in Adobe and you get to keep it. I um, remember. And I, I think I got it free. Um at probably. the time with something. This was probably in the mid 2000s, honestly, some shit like that. Um, and it, it was going to break. Um, a couple other things were going to break when I updated too. And so I just sort of kept putting it off to not deal with that. And then more things were broken because I hadn't updated than would break if I did. So I've updated. It didn't fix nearly as many problems as I hoped it would with my computer. Inkscape still runs like absolute shit on the 1.0 branch, which is terrible. But it means GarageBand runs again, which I haven't been using for like, Aww. I don't know, a year now. And so I've been doing Aww. Audacity, which I really don't like working with and is much more of a pain to edit with, uh, which is part of why there haven't been like music bumpers mostly and music cues other than like maybe at the very beginning and ending because like editing with it was physically painful for me. Like it just like it was I was having a bad overall like stress reaction to trying to figure out the fucking interface. I hear that. Um, so now we're now we're back to GarageBand. Um is what I'll edit this with, which means I can do things like say, oh, we should take a break real quick. I need to go get more water. And then I'll come back and edit it out. So I'm just going to leave myself a little message here saying, by the way, edit shit out at, uh, what are we, 34 minutes. Um, that's I typed the wrong number entirely. Anyway, uh, I'll be right back. I'm going <laughs> to grab a beverage. Oh, this is um, a live example. You're actually going somewhere. Yes, I'm actually going to go do it and probably cut most of this out too. Great. Or maybe leave it all. I don't know. Okay, I'll um, be here. I'll be back. So Jim got AirPods, right? Oh, okay. A little wireless. Uh, yeah. Apple and and he and I earphones. chat all the time, you know, when we're not in person hanging out. And, you know, he also hydrates, I think, more than any human being needs to hydrate. But his it's, <laughs> it's his thing. And so that's fine. Sure. And so often he'll be like, oh, I got to pee real quick. And I'm like, great. And occasionally he'll just wander off with his AirPods in into the bathroom, which I do not appreciate. But now we've gotten to the point where, you know, I'm yelling at him like, turn it on mute. God damn it. And he'll put it on mute. But like he'll let me continue to talk in his ear. And so I'll tell him jokes, you know, like I'll literally look up like a million dad jokes and just start telling him dad jokes while he's nominally in the bathroom peeing. I don't know what the hell he's doing. And then he'll come back and, you know, unmute and be like, hey, (laughs) like, hi, how's it going? But uh, I don't have AirPods. So if I walk away from the computer, I am not listening to it. I think that's a good plan. Like I, I use, I have some Bluetooth headphones I got a while back because I was tired of uh, getting the headphone thing caught on stuff in the kitchen. 
uh, the wire. That's the word for that. But actually, it's the cord, I guess. Uh, but it's not that I got tired of getting the cord stuck because I'm a clumsy person and I get cord stuck on things. It's actually that I got tired of ever since they went to the fucking lightning port on the newer iPhones uh, that doesn't have a like headphone. Like It comes out much easier. And I realized the implication of catching my headphone in a sudden jerking motion on like a drawer handle and it not coming out probably implies potential damage to one or another part of that whole signal chain, but it usually didn't come out and it didn't interrupt whatever the fuck I was listening to while I was trying to get shit done and it ruined my flow. And right. it turns out that was a, that was a problem. Um, so I bought some uh, wireless Bluetooth headphones and they're, they're really good for not getting cords stuck on things. And I could do phone calls if my mom calls and that's all good. But they also don't have very good sound. And I like, see. I'm, that's it. The I audio got, file part of me is pissed off about that. I got some, and the audio fidelity is not good enough for me. But like iPods yeah. cost a fortune. Yeah, I can't imagine buying AirPods, an and un- I don't even like earbuds. So and I don't know if the uh, knockoff versions like like just look the same but are terrible, or look the same and basically are the same. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, they- I, th- this this feels like someone. There's got to be like a shitty wire, like a sketchy wire cutter, right? Like it's a wire cutter, but they include sketchy ass products. And right. Like you know what? This is like you might not even get it, and half of them are broken. But for forty dollars, this right. is right. You can get deal. these from AliExpress that are essentially, yeah. You know, AirPods. Yeah. You know, roll the dice. Yeah, the things that are bad about them are not bad in a product functionality way or whatever. I used AliExpress um, for the first time uh, to buy my sister a pair of cat trousers. Yeah. Not trousers it's, for her cat, but trousers for her that had cats on them. And sure. uh, my user experience there was incredible. And I got Jim a very inexpensive hoodie. And my user experience was also incredible. But the hoodie felt like it was made out of like... You know those hotel blankets that are made from soda bottles? <laughs> I had assumed it was cotton because what else would you make a sweatshirt out of? And in fact, it's made out of this soda bottle fabric, which Jim loves. And so whatever, it's a great gift. Well, hey. But like I was horrified and didn't even want to yeah. touch it. So but I may try it again. Mary R. from Metafilter had really suggested I try some try some stuff if I wanted, you know, random yeah. sketchy stuff. Man, yeah. we've been talking for 40 minutes. We've shared one link. <laughs> Let's get on to projects. Let's talk about Metafilter projects. All right. Well, I saw um, the one that you probably also saw because I saw you commenting in all caps in it. Um, but uh, Uber Muffin uh, did a Penrose tiling quilt. Yes. And yes. And there is basically uh, it links to a tweet and some pictures and it looks amazing. Um, it like, looks so like good. not only is it a cool. I mean, would you like to share with the world what Penrose tiling is, if it's possible? No, people don't know this. It, well, no, I'm, I'm sure tons of people don't know it because it's kind of a weird little math thing. But a Penrose tile, a, a Penrose tiling is a specific kind of combination of two different shapes. There's a couple different ways to do it, but like two different shapes that end up having sort of five-fold rotational symmetry, but no actual planar symmetry, which is to say you cannot like take a big, you you can tile this thing out to infinity. You can keep adding shapes and you'll never get to a point where you can't add another one of the shapes you're using. So it tiles to infinity, which is tiling the plane is a big thing in, uh, in mathematics. Right. Um, What is it? Combinatorial mathematics? Is that what it is? Or is there a different, (sighs) is that a different math? 
it's it's not really combinatorial exactly. Like tiling, it really is its own thing. Like, okay. like tiling and planar tiling, and you know, it's it's a subset of geometry. And um, I'm not I'm not I love tiling, but I'm also I don't know a ton about it, so I wouldn't be the best to like lay out the whole context in mathematics. But but this idea that you can take a shape, like a very simple tiling, is take a square, take a square, put it down, and then put another square next to it and another square next to one of those. And without even making any decisions, if they're meeting edge to edge, you can tile the plane infinitely with squares. They're very well behaved. Um, right. And, and everybody knows with, that. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's tell. just a grid. That's a checkerboard. That's the, that's a very intuitive idea. Um, and what it means that you can tile the plane with the squares is say you pick one square um, like imagine you're on a checkerboard and you take the bottom left square, uh, I don't know my chess terms enough, so I'm not going to guess which column and row that is. And then you just get that bottom left square, and then you take another square that's maybe on the far right side of the board and up a couple squares. Now, imagine this checkerboard goes on to infinity in every direction. Wait, isn't this, it a chessboard? Yeah, it's chessboard, whatever. Either way, a, a grid. Josh! Uh, just run with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it short, I swear to God. Okay. So take that other square at a random point on the board, and move it to where the original square was. And again, like this is going off into infinity. At this point, it's unchanged after you make that move. You, you translate it by some amount on two different axes, and then you have the exact same infinite checkerboard. Like no shape in there changed no matter which direction you go, no matter how far you go. Yep. So that's infinitely tiling the plane. Um, the interesting thing about Penrose tilings is that they are aperiodic, which is to say you can't do that. You can take these shapes. Usually there's like a couple different rhombuses or there's a dart and a kite. You can look these up. There's links in, in the, the post yeah. uh, that Uber Muffin made. And Uber Muffin um, does a good job in the thread, too, of explaining it, which is yeah, nice. Yeah. Not, not that you shouldn't also explain it. but it, No, but like, yeah, definitely go read up if, if you're like curious more about this because Uber Muffin lays it down nicely and also lays out a bunch of other examples of this sort of stuff in quilting, which is fantastic. Um, but anyway, like the deal with the Penrose tiling is you can t- you can keep building the tiling out to infinity, but there is no translation of that sort where you can pick another shape and move it to an initial shape and have things unchanged. Yep. Um, which is a fascinating property that like no one had like established before Penrose did in like the seventies or something, um, which is great. Um, and so it's a very neat thing. It's a very neat property of tiling. And there's all sorts of other stuff going on with air, air periodic tilings, but like the Penrose tilings are like this really wonderfully intuitable, displayable, like simple concept. You know, you can do things with weird shapes to do this as well, but like the shapes in the Penrose tiling are very simple. And like the property that they are air periodic is simpler to understand because of that. So anyway, and it's they rad. Make, and, and this quilt, like if you look at the final quilt, like not only is it cool and you can get an idea of what this is in the real world, but the colors are gorgeous too. Like I'm very yeah. color sensitive. You know what I mean? Like it's literally one of the ways I fall asleep now is like, I think of like chunks, sets of colors that go well together that make me happy. And I'm just like, how would that, <laughs> how would that work? You know? Um, and so looking at this quilt too is just it's a it's a great oh man my earrings are making wiggle wiggle noises against the headphones <laughs> um it's it's just a great implementation of the idea and the colors uh that they chose also are cool yeah no it's fantastic i'm really pleased with it i i i i'm delighted to see that pop up on projects so yeah um 
Another thing I was delighted to see prop up on projects was uh, Mr. Sleight of Hand did some Pico 8 utilities, which I Oh, great. Past years, how much a fan I am of. Something I still don't or, understand. Yep. Pico, it's, it's a it's, tiny it's a, programming language? It's, it's an imaginary computer oh, slash console. It's something like an. Um, well, but it's, it's, it's imaginary. It's not imaginary. It I'm looking before. right at it. It's, it's a fantasy console. It's. It's. it's, it's it exists only in software. It was invented oh, by okay. a guy in the last few years who like wanted to capture sort of the spirit of like Nintendo, Commodore 64, that sort of early 80s era of computers and video games. But without building so like a, f- a hardware thing. Right, right. So it's a fully functioning Virtual uh, is, I think, the word system. you're looking yeah. for. Yes, it's virtual. It's, it's, a, it's a virtual console, and it's fantastic, and I love it, and I have talked about it before on the podcast, especially back in like the mid-2000s, I was doing a bunch with it. Right. Um, but is, anyway, is that what, this is... Is that what the little, little... You made a little game, the little Luigi game? In, oh, on Ouija, yeah. On Ouija? Yeah, that was a Pico 8 game. Yeah. Great, okay. Um, so anyway, I am yes. tracking. So, so basically, Mr. Sleight of Hand has made some utilities for Pico 8, and it's hard to sell it beyond that unless you're already interested in it, but I'm... Super fucking delighted by that. So that was was nice to see come by. That's cool. Speaking of super fucking delighted, I would like to uh, give a shout out to Four String Riot, who is a data engineer, I think, uh, at NPR. And they launched a thing that's just called NPR's Joy Generator, which is basically a kind of a web-based application where you can click on things and you get little stories about the things that delight us or the things that uh, give you joy and you can put on headphones and it sounds good and it teaches you some things about science and uh yeah i just i just think it's nifty i have not played with it but i have looked at it and poked around and it's just cool i love it when like big brands get to do smaller personal stuff you know yeah yeah and and this was one of the things I enjoyed. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, I like I like uh, Obliquicity is doing a project about murderous objects. I like that premise. It's a little comics drawing project. Um, so they've got a uh, they, they've got a uh, initial uh, post up on it. They're doing a Patreon for it, but they've got a couple things that are publicly viewable. So um, I'm I'm increasingly vocal about like yes do weird creative projects on patreon so uh i was i was happy to see that yeah oh my god i saw the um those little postcards that you made for your last kind of i don't know what it is subscriber bonus benefit thing i mean to be fair 10 bucks a month gets a postcard yes um they just look beautiful they look really cool i i was really happy with them there's a bunch of stuff i want to come back to that's part of what happened with june is like i really went super duper hard on plotter stuff in may and then i was like oh i'm exhausted didn't you break it though (laughs) no i didn't no i i I bought an extra part because i was worried that it was gonna give out there's a little rotor that lifts the pen up because i felt like i looked at some picture and you were like yeah this is where the plotter shit the bed or something but maybe i was uh It, that may have happened too, but that was probably your user error. Oh, no, there's okay. a part on it that, it that that it's like the one likely to break user serviceable part on it. It's like an eight dollar little rotor. And but if you, you didn't know, have it and you outside. had to wait for it to get delivered, and you were in the middle of a yeah. project, that would be bad. Yeah. So instead, I, I I ordered a couple ahead of time, and then I haven't worn it out uh, sufficiently since I ordered them, so I haven't had to replace it yet. But um, but yeah, um, yes, doing stuff. 
doing stuff and, and yeah well and, and like i'm a fan of your art and... generally but like those in particular because you know the nature aspect of it i think uh i like yeah. some uh, forget it i don't remember where the rest of that sentence was gonna know. go i like i'm just gonna end it i'm excited i'm excited to play with that more i, I want to do some more uh lino cut and uh and and leaf imprint stuff. I think it's got a lot of potential. I was sort of starting to find some specific things I really liked during that little run uh, the other day. So Neat. we'll see what happens. And speaking um, of nature, I am sitting right next yes. to my window where my bird feeder, I have one of those little window feeders, but like it fell off of one of its little suction cups. So it's just... If there's a bear. No, no bear. But okay. it's just hanging there kind of by one suction cup. <laughs> which means it's sideways. Um, But the birds are still coming to it because it's a good day for birds for whatever reason. And so as you were talking, I'm basically three feet away from this rose-breasted grosbeak, which has like one one funny little feather that's like sticking up weird from its head, which is how I know it's like the same one. And, you know, they get kind of jumpy. So normally if you walk around your house, they'll fly away. But since I'm just sitting here only talking to you, uh, it it was just sitting there chomping on some seeds, which is, uh, yeah, pretty nifty. You know, actually, random shout out to uh, a guy named Michael Fogelman, who's uh, at Fogelbird on Twitter, all in Kuda Link, um, who I would credit as getting me into the plotter stuff to some extent because he's done a bunch of like uh, math and plotter type things, a uh, bunch of math stuff that's sort of nerd stiped me. Uh, but he's also, it's Fogelbird because he's like a huge birder. Uh, which oh! I after I started paying attention to the math stuff. So his, his Twitter feed right now is just like nonstop birds. Uh, so if you want some extra bird content, he does a lot of like bird photography and stuff. Um, I probably do. Is he a Metafilter person or just like an internet person? Uh, not that I know of. I think just an internet person. Neat. Um, and he's down in North Carolina. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good. Followed. So yeah, there you go. Good. Shall we talk about uh, Metafilter? Uh, yeah. I just also wanted to mention Adam Rice's uh, oh. in the bike race. Oh yeah. I always, that I always big, appreciate this. Uh, you know, is is competing, uh, and um, we'll be posting updates. And I hope it goes or went well. I guess yeah, I, I think it's still going. He's, but I'm not, I'm not totally clear. But he's posting, he's posting blog entries, and I haven't caught up with it. Um, so I don't know exactly what the timeline is like. I, like, to some extent, like cross country on a bike started in June. He could be done by now. I don't know that I would be done by now, but I also wouldn't try riding cross country on a fucking bike. So um, I don't really know how to judge that. Maybe he's done. I don't know. Um, I'm not a hundred. You could probably read his website to find out. I am There's working no... on it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thank you. I can read. Uh... Unclear? See, this is just bad radio. This is why I was, I was going to like... It's not radio. It's a podcast and it's fine podcasting. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll sit in silence while you read his blog. Um, but after that... Adam, I'm reading about his ass hurting. I should probably move on. Oh, he yeah, had probably. problems with Achilles tendons, and so he had to he had to scratch out uh, early. Unfortunately, I am sorry, Adam Rice, but we'll we'll read more about it. And I I just he, I mean, I met him. We met him, I think, at the Metafilter meetup in Texas. And if because there's two Adam Rices, and he is one of them. And I've just always appreciated his communication style. So I will look forward to reading this later. Nice. Yeah. Sorry about your tendon, Adam Rice. Yeah, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. But it's good that you're looking after your tenon instead of pushing on because that's dumb. Oh, Don't God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, because he's a grown up. So yes. He's, yeah. He's, well, I mean, that's that's not enough. He's like, old like me. Really but you got to take more decisions. care of your body, like every you decade. Do. You, you do need to, but that doesn't mean everybody does. So, like, I'm, I'm 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 being supportive of the decision to like do that. I understand. Yep. As I flex my shitty shoulder uh, in sympathy. How's that going? <laughs> it's going fine. Um, you I doing your exercises? A, not really. Um, but I'm get yeah, a, a habit bit, tracker. Like, I, I really should. I should I should figure something out. But I've been a little bit better about it, and I've been generally taking good care of it. I did something stupid to it earlier this year to the point where it was like really fucked for a couple days. Well, I remember I that. that. I'd done something really bad. Yeah. Um, and then it was okay after a few days. Good. I just took it easy and let it let it recover. So Do your exercises. Um, I, I will do it. Find I've been doing my stretching. Find something there are mild you stretches love I can do that are good. And do the exercises while you're doing the thing that you love and at no other time. There's almost nothing that I love doing that doesn't involve like moving my arms around, so it's tricky. Really, you don't have like um, media you like to consume? Come on. Uh, I, I I could try and make a better job of like doing it while watching like TV or movie with Angela, but like I really like sinking into. No, TV I, and I understand so, like, that. I, yeah, because like for I'll me, doing my dishes in the house is a thing I have trouble with, but I have like a favorite podcast that I love to listen to that isn't this oh, one. Sure, yeah. And so I only put it on mostly in like either when I'm going for long walks or when I'm doing the dishes, and yeah, then it's it it associates positive feelings. Whereas my arm exercises take two minutes, and so it, it falls under the five-minute rule. If you can do it in less than five minutes, you have to just do it and shut up, you know? If it was longer than yeah. five minutes, I would have to incent myself in some way. But, well, yeah. I'm glad, you, I'm glad your still. shitty shoulder is doing better. It's, yeah, it's doing, it's, it, it's doing fine, all things considered. Um, is that an NPR joke? Oh, no, but that would have been. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, no, wait, wait, don't tell me. Ah! Um, so thank you. There's a spider three inches from my face to my left. He's just hanging there. Hey, ah. Okay. Oh, I, I thought hanging there was Twitter the name of another NPR show. No. <laughs> Dude, I don't listen to I NPR. Don't I don't know what the shows are, except for it, those it two. Be. I don't know. I don't know their entire uh, run, that's for sure. I'll tell you, I'm They've take either got Planet Money or the other one. How do I get it to fucking focus on this spider? You got to sometimes put your finger on the screen. You're not asking me. Yeah, how do you do focus lock? You put your finger on the screen. I complain about bad radio in the... You put your yeah, finger, so on the finger on the screen. The oh, finger on the screen. Finger on the screen. Finger. Screen finger. Finger right. screen. I've got a... This... <laughs> I now have a picture of the spider. I'm going to post it on Twitter while we're recording, and I'll link it in the show notes. And it's not a... It's a tiny spider, too. I'm just going to leave it there. It's going to hang out. It's our co-host. Good. Well, I will reply... Mr. Spider. ...with a picture of my gross beak hanging out in my bird feeder. All right. Because I wouldn't post it to uh, my own Twitter because uh, it's just a picture of a bird. Your Twitter's a little right. more freeform. It's, it's, I would say my Twitter is very freeform. To the uh, great regret of anybody who follows me for anything in particular on my Twitter. I'm not sure right, if I tell me. unfollowed you or... <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might have muted me at some point. No, I don't um, mute anybody. That seems like the coward's way out. I, well, you know, I've, I go on like 40 tweet sprees when doing an art project now. Oh, and don't I tell me. I know. That sort of thing. Uh, well, I, then I, I must have unfollowed you. Um, it's possible. Um, I wish there was a way to like include a "Hey, you might want to mute this thread" 
button in the first tweet in a thread? Because I feel like that would be a real service to people I know who follow me who may not be in it for everything, but want you an can easy just way say that. That Josh. doesn't feel complicated. You I know I can say that, say but then that, that's still telling people, like, hey, you know, you, don't, you might want to you might want to go into the interface and take this action that requires effort from you. You know, it's, it's, I mean, but anyway. building a thread is not super difficult relative to doing almost know, anything it's, else but it's on still, Twitter. It's still, it's still a little bit of effort. And for a lot of people, it's more effort than they usually make. Um, that, that is a damning indictment of most people. No, that's, that's a realistic assessment of friction in interfaces. Like that's, that's, I'm not saying people are lazy. I'm saying you requiring people actually. to specific. No, I'm, I'm saying that people are not. I would say the person who knows to mute a thread on Twitter because it's going to be too noisy for them is a small power user outlier within the Twitter interface. Like not judging their computer competence or anything, just judging how specifically engaged they are with the UI tool set of Twitter. I think most people don't know to do that. Interesting. I could be wrong, but that's my impression. You see a gap, open it, open it. Take a chance, take it right now. Hesitate, stumbling, fumbling. What should come? Tumbling down It'll leave you pondering, wondering About a life you never will know If you believe your feelings, your leanings yeah. Hey, does that, does that clip in your hair from yesterday have a googly eye on it? It does. That's a little, uh, like, fly. My, my, my wife got me a couple of fly clips because I was uh, changing my hair. And uh, so she got me a couple of little fly clips that are, like, black with white like filigreed wings and googly eyes. They're very cute. Yeah, it's uh, you need to post a picture are. of the spider because I'm waiting for you now. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was I was I was going to try and arrange a thing. Mm. Twitter's asking me who can reply to this. This is the mm. first time it's ever done that. Um, mm. I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna say I'm I'm try, I can't progress process more than one like verbal stream at once. So as long as I'm talking, I uh, you could stop talking. Uh, yeah, but then it's dead air. I was going to try and say... You I'll talk, start okay. talking. Okay, I've made the tweet. It's a picture. It's not very good. And it just says, podcast spider. I'm done with that part. I'm going to talk about Metafilter, and you can post whatever you're going to want to post there. An interesting thing that I saw on Metafilter this month was this post about the mystery of who in a small town won $731 million in the Powerball. What? Uh, this is a post that Jen Fullmoon made, and it's about a lottery winner in a pretty small town like maybe a thousand people i think um and yeah no one knows who it is because no one has like come forward publicly to claim it uh because why on earth would you but also it's a small enough town that like out of a thousand people in a network of curious town members you can really sort of scrutinize a bit so it's basically about that like it's it's an interesting weird mystery like a group won the lottery and like people are trying to figure out who won even though no one's come out and saying i won because why on fucking earth would you right um wow but also it's in one of the only states where you're allowed to anonymously collect rather than being obliged to so everybody can pretend it's not them even including the person who it was them 
Yeah, or the or the group. I think it was like some number of people, but also how many people that is maybe a total mystery too. I don't remember exactly. Anyway, it's interesting. Like the lottery is weird. The lottery's a fucked up thing. Lottery wins are weird. Stories about people having terrible lives after winning a bunch of money. The lottery is like a standby. Well, and this thread uh, so has everything about, because it has a yeah. ton of people talking about many of those different aspects, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a nice sort of discussion of all those different aspects and some speculation. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a nice thread. I heard a lottery story on this trivia podcast that I listened to while doing the dishes. And um, they told a crazy story about... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to remove the word crazy from my uh, vocabulary <laughs> to the See, extent that I can. Not, well, I thought you meant like from your tweet as you were typing it. Oh, it's like, no. Although I was going to tell you, you should use alt text on your on your tweets. I should, but I'm going to be gone from the podcast for like two solid minutes. If I, I know, I know. For this shitty spider picture. I just, I, I'm trying to do that more in general. Yeah, it's great. And uh, I have a plugin that allows you to actually see what other people's alt text is, which has helped me make my alt text oh, better, nice. I think. I should do that. Yeah. I will see if Mastodon I can... is very good about that in general. It's like very baked in and has Well, and Smallchop nice. really needs to get with the program and build that thing, but I can't build that thing. So I'm hoping yeah. when we do the little change up that I don't remember Al wanted to do, maybe we can add that into the little change up. At any rate, uh, I've completely forgotten. Oh, the podcast um, does this little told a little story about some very tiny village where like everybody went into like a national lottery thing except for like the one guy in town who like I don't remember what the situation with the one guy is but basically they all won so like everybody in town won the lottery except for one guy and this was probably like I don't know 30, 40, 50 people and it was everybody Uh, in the town that's But not the one guy. And I think it was one of those things, like, either he hadn't lived there yet, or maybe he had told them to go fuck themselves. Like, I don't remember. And the outcome and the import of this decision are different, depending on which one of these things was. But, oh, my God, the story is riveting, because, you know, everybody wins. Oh, except not you, you know, uh. It's very yeah. interesting. Well, this that's is like, that 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 is worse than being the one person not in the office pool. Like that's well, because oh, office man. pools are always small. You know, uh, like you miss out on a couple hundred bucks, I would assume, but not you know. Yeah, except for that one time. That, that one, one time. time. That one know. time. Right. 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 Well, that's a great thread, and I'm looking forward to checking it out. And the thread that I enjoyed, which was just kind of like a low-key thread that got a bunch of people talking about a lot of different things, was this one from the middle of June by LEBOA, which was uh, uh, linking to a story that was somebody's, um, you know, very short Substack article, um, talking about the errand hang. Like, you're you're just going and doing errands, and you ask your buddy if... They want to go with you. And obviously that was a thing that during COVID was not as available to people, but is maybe available now. And, you know, you, you as, as this post says, where you hit your homie up to accompany you while you tend to the tasks that come with adulting, you know, whatever the, whatever the crap is, right? And, and there's a lot of really different vibes about this that people got out of it like to me i'm like oh yeah this is great i wish i had people to like do errands with all the time it's super because i live alone right but then there's other people who like live with their families and they have like 
you know, busy lives who are like, why would you deny yourself the chance to like have some uninterrupted alone time? And, you know, other people being like, dude, my life is uninterrupted alone time. So, uh, you know, and other people being like, I don't want to hang out with you while you do your shit. That's not that's not fun friend time. And other people being like, I don't want to just sit across from you at a meal or sit next to you at a movie and not talk about things so it just it was just an interesting kind of long thread from people talking about you know these ideas basically yeah no that's great i i i i'm pro uh errand hang but it's interesting like my childhood was very much anti that concept because that was like the thing my family would do is like they'd oh, be hey, like we're gonna have let's... family time you get into the car while i do all the shit i had to do anyhow yeah, exactly. And that's, like, that's that's no. That's like I want to just fucking stay home and play Nintendo. Come right, on, let me right. stay home. Nope, and read a book we're and going to the fucking the post car. office. And then, like you know, my sister became an adult, and, and I she's, became at she's, least a she's young a adult. And she's like, hey, you, right? Yeah, and and so like, hey, let's go do a thing. And then it would turn into that. And she's like, oh yeah, no, oh, I just need to go do this. And it's like fuck you, because this was it wasn't negotiated. You know, it was like, hey, right. I need to do these things. You want to come along? It was like, oh hey, let's do this thing. Oh, but let's do these other two. And things now you're gone for stuff. four hours. I'm gonna go visit yeah. my boyfriend like, for like, a while fuck, because yeah. mom and dad yeah, think I'm running happened? errands. Exactly. And so like at this point, adulthood, I'm like, I'm okay with the idea there. And hey, someone's getting a haircut, they want to like you know. Uh, tool that I mean I wouldn't go sit through their haircut but like you know like something I would I'd go read a magazine you know well if some if a friend asked me would you please come be with me in my haircut I would go to that but like generally speaking it's more like I'm gonna be in your like neighborhood because I'm getting a haircut and I need to pick up this thing. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll meet you after the haircut. We'll pick up the thing. We'll get a beer, whatever. Right. Um, I like the idea. I, I, I'm for it, even though I also feel that people are like, oh, I just want the alone time. Like, I feel like me and Angela definitely navigate like both sides of that. Like, depending on how busy we've been and how social we've been during the day is like, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, yeah, let's definitely like go drive to this dumb thing a half an hour away because we need to pick up something. And there's something like, no, you definitely can just go. You do it. And I'm not doing it. Well, it's yeah, it's interesting it's, with me and Jim because, like, by definition, when he's here, because we don't live together, I'm kind of not doing errands, you know? And definitely he's not doing an errand while I stay home. But, you know, it is there is a sense in which if he's here for three days and I'm, like, cooking dinner and I'm like, ah, shit, I'm out of whatever, I'll be like, oh, yeah, there's another person in the house. <laughs> I'm like, can you go to the supermarket and get the thing? And it's like magic. And so even though I love having him around, like the whole idea that I have like essentially an extra set of hands because there are two of us is like just a minor miracle. And, you know, during COVID, errand hangs were a lot of how like I would interact with people because their errand was walking the dog and my, you know, but as well, it meant I could hang out with a friend, you know, yeah. in, in a completely safe way. But it was, you know, it was sort of neat. But, you know, I get why people wouldn't like it or don't think it's a cool idea. And definitely suburban errands have a different vibe to them than rural errands or city errands. Like, I don't want to get in and out of the car and look for parking five times. That's a nightmare. But, like, you know, getting some exercise, walking around, looking at some stuff, sure. See, and I, I'm, I'm much more about the urban errand, but at the same time, because I don't have a lot of friends who live, like, right by me, they don't happen nearly as easily. So it's Right, 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 right. Um, all right. Well, I'm feeling excessively chatty, but we should probably mention Spore Metafilter Meet 
links. So I'm going to mention this post uh, discussing uh, the fact that the Broken Earth trilogy is going to be adapted to visual media, which is a slightly vague phrase. Uh, There's these three books by an author named N.K. Jemisin. Oh, okay. Um, I have not read those, but at least now I know. You should totally read them. They're very good. I know. Um, Why have I not read them? I feel like there's a specific reason, because I've heard she's delightful. She? Yeah, she, no, it's great. She's a she pronoun she. priest, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a black woman, um, and the books are great. Um, fantasy and, or sci-fi or? Uh, sort of fantasy sci-fi. Mm. Um, okay. But I don't know. I I, I know you, you enjoyed the uh, Southern Reach trilogy, which I would not compare these two directly, but I think I very much like, did, though. But in terms of the sense that, like, that was also kind of sci-fi, and it also wasn't like sci-fi sci-fi. Nah. Like, these are fantasy, but they're not like fantasy fantasy. Okay, if that makes it any does. sense. Uh, they're just very good. Well, and so I've I heard really they're them. wonderful, but I'm sorry, I'm yeah. turning this into no, it, it, talk, it's fine. Talk anyway, to me about uh, it. it's going to be a TV series or a movie series. Oh. It's not totally like adapted to visual media is a weirdly vague phrase, and so like even in the thread, we weren't sure what was going on. Some kind of waiting to hear more about it but it's good news and if it's cast well and Jemison's gonna be directly involved in writing it that sounds super fucking great there's also a lot of talking around in this thread this is sort of like a spoiler for vague meta spoilers thing there's a lot of discussion and thread of how to deal with a certain plot point from the first book which is not super vital to the first book but if you're one of those people who can't stop thinking about what a spoiler might be because people are avoiding talking about it Uh. it could be slightly dangerous I don't think it's really a problem yeah um but people were generally good about not saying what it was. But anyway, if you so. needed absolutely, like, yeah, Jim, if you want to go in absolutely cold, just start reading the books because you won't stop. Jim and I have this problem with Taskmaster. I think I have mentioned this before, where he'll be like, "Oh God, I love the way they did this in this season. You haven't watched yet," and I'm like, "Buddy, buddy." Yeah. We're still catching up. I would be slightly annoyed by that, but Taskmaster is not the kind of show that I would care very well, much Well, and it's about, funny. I, I wouldn't think I would care, because normally I don't care about spoilers at all. Just tell me how it ends. That's fine. Like, to me, like, you know, stressful books where there's mysteries, I often just want to kind of know if, is everybody okay at the end of it? Does the dog live? Yeah. Like, just tell <laughs> does me. The, does, just tell me. About, like. Yes. What is it? Does the dog die? Talk. Yes. I recommend it to so many people who, you know, have aversions because of specific things. I use it to look for Nazis. I don't like to read about Nazis. (laughs) Like. Oh, they cover a lot more than dogs now, don't they? Oh, yeah. Like, 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 is there weird dental stuff? Like, there's a whole. It's great. Um, But it's, you know, it's user uh user feedback so it does definitely only it has coverage for most popular media but if your stuff's a little more yeah. obscure it might not be there um but you know yeah. i'm always kind of asking about this stuff but for some reason on taskmaster i love to go in completely cold like i don't even want to know who's on the next episodes or if they do well <laughs> or poorly and jim really wants to talk about it and i totally understand like you love a thing you want to share it with the person you love who is two seasons behind you you know yeah but that's but that's, you that's won't why wait Angela, for them like, to catch up. That's like, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta synchronize on the stuff that like you're mutually into. I know. It's just, and the great news is when he comes to visit, we'll watch episodes that he's already seen and I haven't seen, and have a great time watching it together because his memory is shit, and he can 
not it's amazing <laughs> he can't remember what happened a season and a half ago but he'll remember some obscure point just to ruin it for me like he doesn't do it on purpose <laughs> it's just how his brain works and i'm like don't tell me that and you can't look any uh, of the people who are on it up on wikipedia because wikipedia will tell you if they won or not you know yeah ah ah uh, that's tricky in conclusion congratulations nk jemison <laughs> right um, speaking of yes. taskmaster um no i'm not speaking of ta- taskmaster but it's funny That's a, the because, perfect segue well because they have different slang there right and so they'll call people like a they knob do. or a bell end or something yes. and it's their they, way they, of they, saying they, a dick um they've got british slang yes and so then yeah so then when they talk about the tactile beauty of buttons meters knobs and dials you know, the, the, the inner beavis in me just goes, tee-hee. But this yep. was another thread of almost exactly the same length as the other thread, the errand hang thread. Um, but it's just like a thread about people who like control panels and knobs. Um, and it's it's a fun thread about people who are often, in many cases, interested in kind of analog tech that has stuff like that, you know, yeah. twiddler things. It's kind of it's kind of a crouton petting sort of thing. Yes, I think. Um, and yeah, no, that this is. A, I like analog controls, and also I don't have much of anything with analog controls that I like that it has analog controls. If that makes sense, I don't. I like knobs and things that are twiddly. I don't like the uncertainty of having to chase back down a bunch of settings on analog controls. I think this is why I never got into like analog synths. Thank God wait, for my pocketbook. I mean, I think okay, so I think I'm following you, but to let, let, say let, it a let's different take like way. A, okay, let, 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 let's take a practical example, like like a Moog keyboard. Let's let's take an analog synthesizer from Moog that has which like other people may know it. as Moog, but I'm aware Moog, I'm aware Moog, that, yes, that you're pronouncing yeah. it correctly. I just yes, I, f- I finally rewired my own brain. I learned that Moog, as a Moog, Moog. much older person. Yes, um, me too. Um, I think it was in my 30s when I found out that Moog was Moog, not Moog. I was, I believe. Um, this Moog is more fun to say, honestly, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, it's like there's a good um, cow joke in there somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, like imagine imagine like a, a, a 70s, 80s synthesizer, and it's got a bunch of knobs on it, and you know, they're, they're for adjusting like filter and oscillator rates. Oh, you know, I see where whatnot, you're going. And all those... I love those knobs and it's fun to play with them. But if I'm thinking musically and trying to like find a sound that I like, I want to set those knobs and then be able to just say, Oh yeah, that's the one. Keep it. I love a digital synthesizer in that sense. You can dial something in, hit, you know, store this in memory bank B2. And then it's there forever with an analog synth. You just have to keep fucking track of that. And my brain is not geared for that kind of thing. So I find them kind of terrifying to try and work with. I've worked with digital ones that I still find frustrated that way, even though I can save presets on those. Right. Um, Well, it's, I mean, it's like things with cars, right? Like setting, my father always used to be like a complete pill about this. Like he would like me to drive as he got older, but if, but I wasn't allowed to adjust the seat, you know, because he had it set up perfectly. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, I can't see or reach the pedals if I don't adjust the seats. And it would just, I mean, I get it, it but it would just make him twitchy and fidgety because he yeah. had it set up perfectly. It's like it's like the shower, you know, like knowing exactly the right temperature yeah. mix of hot and cold water. Um, and, and in many cases, like cars nowadays, especially fancy cars, have handled that by like there's actually like a button you can press that'll yeah. move all the stuff. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, 
wow. This the is, next car we buy might need to have that. This is how Angela, the swells like, live. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm not sure how expensive your car has to be to do that. Right. And, like, so, like, maybe it won't. But, like, Angela's a foot shorter than me. Like, you know, every time one of us drives the car after the other one does, we have to adjust the seat in two directions and adjust the mirror. And it's not a big deal. Right. But also, it's, like, it's fucking annoying, right? Uh, well, uh, and if you forget, you if take I, off, and then you can't see through the mirror, and that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I, like, fortunately, I'm not going to forget the seat because, like, there's literally no way I can fit in the car right. if it's set her way. Like, I open the door, move the seat back, then sit down, then lower it, and, you know, right. that sort of thing. And vice versa for her. Like, she wouldn't be able to see the fucking road if she didn't, like, bring the seat up. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, knobs and meters and dials and, and buttons are great, though. Should we mention briefly, have you been watching Loki? No. Okay, well, I will just mention in passing that I've been watching Loki and I'm enjoying it, uh, but also it has an end credit sequence that is just full of, like, 70s, 80s industrial corporate tech that's all buttons and meters and knobs that, and dials and ballpoint pens. Is that what DJ was and, talking about? Probably. I didn't even see him talking about it. But I, I just saw, like, I, one I, tweet that went by that's like, if you're watching Loki, there's an end sequence that's just wow. And I don't know if that's what he meant. I th- oh, no, I did see that. And I think that's... A different thing? I think thing? he was mentioning, like, a... I think it was, it was, like, an end of credits, after credits thing that was, like, a big... Yeah. Oh, my gosh, what's going on? But also the credits themselves are just, like, just a bunch of... Oh, I see what you're saying. Porn, kind of. Neat. Uh, like, it's, it's, it's good. Anyway... That's rad. Well, and I'm such and a fuss budget that, right, so. that I like analog controls uh, because in many cases for me, they don't break as fast as like digital. Like, I think I've told you that I, there were a lot of like things at my father's house that would have worked except their little touch panels yeah. eroded. And all I wanted was like a knob that you could turn the thing on or off with. And what I got was a touch panel that was non-responsive to me, even though all yep. the insides worked fine and a new touch panel was expensive. And I was like, wah, 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 wah. and so yeah. now I'm always like looking for stuff that's got, but I like your use case makes a hundred percent sense to me. Um, well, I mean, that's, a, that's the other thing is like those old synths still fucking work right? because you can repair them. Like if you need to repair a pot, okay, fine. Like new potentiometer, it works again. And that's, that's part of the reason that those things are fucking still around among the weirdos who collect them. Um, I say so lovingly. Yeah. Um, a couple more uh, Metafilter links and then I think we'll Yeah, I have one Metafilter, more Metafilter so. one, but talk to me about this one. Um, which one did it pace? Uh, uh, this is a post that I made, but it's really a post about unicycles um, because. Bon oh Cliff, my God! Bon Cliff and Jim bon- went unicycle riding together last weekend. <laughs> I didn't know Jim was in on it. Um, I didn't. Both Jim, Jim and other Jim. <sighs> he lent Jim lent Jim his unicycle because he, he uh, has multiple fantastic. unicycles. But I'm sorry, yes. tell me what this is. Bon, 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 bon Clift bought a new unicycle, which is a slightly higher, slightly larger unicycle. Right. He, he's previously had a unicycle, um, and so he's. I don't know on what happened to the unicycle. snails or the quarantine or like. They're still there. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the snails, but the train's probably still there. Hey, this is the way it works. Okay, fish? for some of us, you just have to like fritter from one thing to the next just keep your brain busy so you don't like lose your mind at the existential nature of fucking everything i, I get it um, i don't know how i manage that i think by getting yeah, I, irritated I, at other people who can't stay on track <laughs> everybody finds their own specific like you know maintenance process yeah um, wikipedia photography anyway, 
additions are I got, maybe mine. I got curious about the idea of like race unicycles and geared unicycles okay. based on some comment Jim made on Twitter. Or as we call him, Other Jim. Yeah, Other Jim. Boncliffe. Um, and I found a blog about geared unicycles. I think I had said, How do you why don't they have non- gear? It's really interesting. You should go read it. It's oh, fascinating. Just tell me. Well, okay. So, so some of them, there are ratio gear unicycles that are still a fixed gear, but it's like a two to one. But then there are also unicycles that have like a built-in thing. I don't understand unicycles well enough to like. I read this whole. Well, they don't have handlebars. I, I know that much. Some of them do. What? Some of them do actually have a, like a little like seat side handlebar. I think specifically to a. How is a, a seat size handlebar a handlebar? That's no, a seat side. Seat like, like, side. like it's, it, it comes up next to the seat. That sounds not, like, like something front. to get impaled on. I, I'm not, I mean, I, I don't own a standard unicycle. I'm not buying one with a fucking, you know, gear hub. But um, Jim, Jim got one for like so. 10 bucks at like a, you know, garage sale <laughs> up here. That's what you want is a $10 unicycle. Those well, and he had a hallway that he would practice in. And then he moved to, <laughs> then he moved to a place with no hallway and hasn't brought it out. And that's why him and Jim, because it was too hot to like actually do what they wanted to do, which was play uh, Frisbee golf. And so instead... <laughs> hallway unicycling. Yeah, hallway unicycling. Um, okay. Well, what's what's your other link, and then I'll ho- toss one more. Oh, on and, and this we'll one is uh, in the pandering to Jessamine category. Um, it's a great post by Brain Wayne about uh, I don't remember what her humbug. Uh, Metafilter user Humbug, who's basically, she's a library school educator, and she basically requested the records of her library usage data, published the data set, and essentially gave this to students as like an assignment. Look at this data and make a library, like make, use this data to show that I am the worst person on earth. You know, like, you know, look at my checkout data to tell a terrible story about me. And it's just, it's really, really interesting. Like, she's super smart and very good at her job, but also kind of like me, a bit of a library crank. You know, she's like, why do we do things this way? Why don't we do them better? Why is this so wrong? And, um, you know, it's just, it's really interesting. She's in the, she's in the, um, in the thread talking about stuff uh soto nohito uh is in it uh like at once being like well libraries should do this and i'm like yeah but come on there's reasons they don't blah and um there was actually a really good conversation that came out of it and i was really pleased that dorothea um showed up in person to talk about it because you just get so much more out of a thing so thank you brainwain thank you humbug and uh thank you everybody who was in this thread yeah that's red that reminds me uh, Wait, indirectly. Do mimes use unicycles? What is the title of this? I feel like this they is do. your I own post. Kinda, I know. I, I kind of. <laughs> I thought that when I was writing, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make the post. This is one of my tricks. Is like I make posts by not getting caught up on whether or not I'm making the post right. That's actually so very like, smart. I'm not, it's very smart. I feel like I feel like some mimes write unicycles, and I feel like a unicycle is, in a sense, a mimey thing, even if there's not a direct mime. See, crossover. I think of it as a like, clown that, thing. And mimes well, are sure, kinds but a mime of is a clown. Kind of clown. Yeah, uh, um, a mime is just an avant-garde clown, and not that avant-garde, honestly. It's just honestly. a French clown, really. You know, um, I'm pissing off so many mimes and clowns right now, and unicycle riders probably too. You know, another thing, jugglers. Um, 
See, jugglers rhyme yes. unicycles. I, yeah, that's the thing. I think you may be conflating. And, and juggling is clown-ish. How? I don't know. I'm curious. I would like someone to present a Venn diagram of clown, mime, juggler, and unicycle rhyme. Okay. Okay. I, um, I mean, not challenge, not challenge accepted, okay, but just like, oh, okay. okay. Well, I, I can you'll, see you'll that. You'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow okay. it. Okay. Next, next, next season of Taskmaster. Um, the one other thing I want to mention was this amusing and also kind of dumb post. Like the post is fine. Uh, this is they suck this brains out posting about the website carbon calculator, including links to uh, the metafilter.com analysis. And this is a site that purports to take sort of the, I think, infrastructural footprint of a site based on like page weight and number of visits and. Uh, service provider and tell you sort of like what its carbon footprint is and the obvious comparison to go with is Metafilter and we do very well on this thing and honestly I think because there's no goddamn images Josh well I mean that's a big thing we do a really good job of not serving up a shitload of data because we don't have a pile of images every page load and we don't have a shitload you don't steal everybody's JavaScript bullshit yeah yeah like if you load the site there will be some JavaScript attached but it's not a fucking like two megabytes of it and it's not a bunch of privacy tracker ad tracker bullshit. Uh, so we, we legitimately do well there. Like, you know, per page load, I think we are probably way 99th percentile as far as like, you know, websites that aren't literally a static text page. Um, but also I feel like all the numbers on the site are kind of weird. Yeah. Um, to some extent, I feel like they're giving Amazon way too much credit. We use AWS for some of our services. But I would stuff. hardly call them and sustainable. Yeah. yeah. So, but who knows? But anyway, it was kind of a fun thread anyway. And, uh, Eyebrows and I both got to make a joke about me drinking way too much tea. Yay! And yeah, it was amusing. That was all. Shall we talk about Ask Metafilter? Sure. There was a bunch of stuff I saw on Ask Metafilter. I enjoyed Ask Metafilter this month. I mean, I feel like I enjoy it most months, but like some months I can like remember enjoying it, you know? Sure. Um, this may link to my own comment, which I definitely don't necessarily mean, but like Frowner. Frowner makes pasta and Frowner's pasta is um, unsatisfying. Uh, they want new and exciting sauces vegetarian please they know how to make it kind of one way let's talk about better pasta and there are some great recipes i included one that was for uh this kind of lemon garlic pasta because you may remember i got all those lemons that one time and um there's some like eggplant versions that look amazing and it's just a great recipe thread of like really good ways to make um Ways to make ah, butternut squash Alfredo sauce. Blah, 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 blah. It looks really good. <laughs> so thanks, Frowner, for asking the question. And thank you, Me Fights, for having uh, good recipes. Yeah. What else you got? Did you, look, got, at, got like a, did you look at Ask Metafilter at all? Not very much. I, I moderated an Ask Metafilter, but I didn't do a lot of pleasure reading in there this month. So Okay. Uh, well. Uh, I've got one, but I want to space it out. So give me <laughs> You can't story. space out one, Josh. Well, I can, I can, I can put it in the middle if we didn't discuss the fact that I was doing that. Oh, sorry. Did I just, did I just blow your cover? 
You blew up my spot. You blew up my spot. All right. Well, my dog spot. Why did you explode my dog? What? All right. I don't know. Will from Rhode Island. One-time fees that are worth it. There are things where Ooh. you can buy lifetime memberships. Which of those things are worth it? And there's actually some pretty good um, examples. Uh, one of which I think that I think the two things that I applied that I have are like a library thing, lifetime membership, and like a Soma FM music membership. And people talk about different apps. They talk about some different websites where you can join, like co-ops, food co-ops. A lot of people choose. Um, uh, Jane the Brown talks about her dad who got a lifetime subscription to National Geographic in the 60s and just they came forever and um, just it's it, it's a neat thread and there's probably uh, what M. Chelly says you can't do it anymore but I snagged that sweet BMG record club where I got two free CDs a year for life until they begged me to stop <laughs> and then they finally went out of business <laughs> Very satisfying. But I just I just like that thread because, you know, I think I think there's, you know, there's overarching themes in Ask Metafilter. You know, there's questions that are like, am I the asshole or is this other person? There's like, you know, help me generate this list. Help me do food better. Help me do adulting better. But, you know, there's a there's a subset that are all like, help me be more practical with my money. And that can be uh, a lot of different kinds of things. But I think this was. Uh, one of them, like help me, help me think, help me think about ways to, you know, buy a lifetime membership to a thing that's actually worth it and not just, you know, helping, helping some business with their bottom line. So I enjoyed that thread a lot. Nice. And um, well, are you ready? I, 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 I <laughs> is now, here is a post. Is now the time? Now, now is the time. Everybody brace yourself for this amazing reference to an Ask Metafilter question I thought was interesting. Uh, which is from May even, but I don't think we would have known it was as interesting in May because it was like one of those unresolved questions that was not yet Didn't we mention clearly, this? thoroughly unresolved. Maybe. Maybe we did. Well, I or guess maybe, follow up on it. Or is maybe I meant to because it totally well, made me laugh. I know we talked about Trespassers William and we may have talked about because this Because I had to explain Winnie the Pooh to you. Exactly. Yes. And I made a joke about uh, the Pooniverse. Uh, uh, which I gotta make again, so this is already worth it. Uh, I wasn't planning that, but I'm gonna take it anyway. Uh, did they figure yes, it out? A follow up. <gasps> nope. Oh my but god! They, they, they sort of they followed up with thoughts about the things that people posted and whatnot. So there's like, I guess if you want to go for like the bonus round on this, what's this song that I can't remember but remember things about thing? You have some fodder to work with well, based on. I Trespassers enjoy that very tricky specific kind of help me remember the thing because in libraries we know people ask and they often have some detail wrong but they don't know and they don't think they have it wrong and that's normal as long as they don't get too fighty about it like we're up for it but it it is a tricky a tricky thing so yeah please go into this thread and um see if you can help trespassers william uh find their thing uh, I'd be delighted if it got a resolution. And then that's why we keep Ask Me's open for a year, by the way, so you can fucking get in there. Yeah, get in there. There's still time. Get up after it. Yes, uh, I like this thread, which I think comes uh, under a sort of loose Ask Metafilter self care heading. Like, I'm an impatient, twitchy person. How do you learn to practice to not be? 
How does that work? And yeah. um, basically, this is uh, uh, Nishka. Nishka, if you are someone like me and you learn to be patient, what did you do? And, you know, people are like, Rrr, meditation, this, that, the other. And they're like, I just can't be meditating. Like, and <laughs> which is normal and how everybody feels. And so there are some people who have some really good feedback about it and they're trying to figure it out and you know I just I just I like hearing lots of different people's ways of explaining things that worked for them basically yeah. uh, and so I enjoyed that thread uh, partly because I'm a meditator so I like being like I really did find it helpful because I did find that there's a lot of hurdles when you start and then having a practice over time makes it easier for some people yeah. and for some people it's no good don't get me wrong like yeah it's like I'm yoga some people hate it, and that it is an acceptable way to feel about yoga. See, I think with I, I've never gotten into yoga, but I tried it a little bit a couple of times, and mostly my issue was like I was not in good shape for it, and didn't want to like be the person conspicuously holding back everyone else from doing their fucking yoga. But like, there's a physicality to yoga to 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 where I can think of it and think like, okay, well at least I know exactly how much I'm trying to succeed, and I know it's getting in the way of succeeding at what I want to do here. I'm not a meditator because like I'm right there with, with Nishka in, in one of their follow-up comments of like, you know, meditating for me is sitting down and just my brain fucking going for it. And like, right. I've never, I've, I've never tried. Like I've, I've never, I've never made an effort. I've never tried to make anything remotely resembling a practice of it. And I should probably try at some point, but I'm also super sympathetic to that thing that like the idea of meditation is doing a thing that your brain specifically doesn't do if you're me. Right. Um, well, and you have other things I feel like that can help get your head out of other places. You know, you do your art, you, you yeah, know, you have like, wind down uh, time that seems to work well for you. Yeah, like art and video games. Like I, I do a thing and I find sort of a flow state there and that seems to work better. But, but also it'd be nice to, I would love it if meditation did work for me, basically. I would love it if I could just sort of like actually put, make myself go, okay, brain time to change gears and have that work. Um, but I've never really tried. So I don't know. Yeah. I would be interested to read this. Right. I had somebody, I'm gonna, I'm I think I've mentioned this before, head. like somebody on Facebook, I was going through, I don't remember what a, a rough patch. I don't, I don't even know. It was a long time ago. I don't even remember. Um, and like, you know, sure. my uncle's a Buddhist monk. So like, it's, dif it's <laughs> difficult, right? Like, you know, he's like, of course you should be meditating all the time. Like me, I'm super good at it. Like he's a Buddhist monk and yet he's also passive aggressive. Like, and so, but I, I had somebody on Facebook being like, you know, I've been using, in this case, Headspace, which I think is a lot of people's like door opener. And she's like, you know, I can just gift you a free month and you can see what you think. And one of the things that I felt was useful about it is this nice British sounding dude kind of kind of <laughs> guides you through what it even means to meditate. And so you kind of can learn how to do some of the parts. And most importantly for me in, in this journey, oh God, listen to me, um, was understanding that being bad at it is most people's initial reaction, you know, and, and that all you're trying to do with whatever session you're having doing is practicing to get a little better at it. And like, there's some things like with meditation, I don't do, I don't do it sitting up because I get into all fidgety with my posture, but I can do it lying down because then I'm just lying down. 
You know what I mean? And um, yeah. I, I, there was a meditation thread a long time ago on Ask Metafilter where there was somebody who talked about like, yeah, sometimes I'll just stop in the middle and have a little something to eat. And, you know, I'd be like, you can do that? Like, because there's obviously like hardcore jerks about it who are like, you have to do it this one special way. But I think most people, and, you know, Buddhists are pretty good at this, is being like, you know, what – Doing it in the way that works is the most important part. Like a lot of people do walking meditation. So like, you know, they they listen to maybe a guided meditation when they're out on a walk. Like there's a lot of different modes. Same with therapy, right? Like some people are good at couch therapy. Some people need cognitive behavioral therapy. Some people need tell me about your childhood therapy, like whatever it is. And to me, part of meditation, if it works, and again, it doesn't work for everybody because there are some people who are, you know, dealing with depression and like being alone with their thoughts isn't actually a very helpful well no i mean it's a real <laughs> well no no though, I'm, I'm laughing because this is kind of my thing about the idea of meditation even though like i know i haven't explored it it's like oh i should just be alone with my thoughts oh that's a great fucking plan <laughs> you came up with that like my thoughts are the issue you know well and i think the uh, whole idea which is more from an anxiety than a depression thing for me for the most part but like still like either way it's like yeah oh my brain is a fucking le mans race car right i should definitely like put it in a box by itself and hang around with but it but for anxiety like, it can be helpful because you can help nudge your brain away from doing that to me. Yeah, I like the idea of that. I yeah. like the idea of that for sure. But, uh, you um, know, for, especially for people who are dealing with depression, it's often not helpful. And so it, it, it's definitely worth that caveat for people who are like, oh, yeah, depression, it works for me. It'll work for everyone is that yeah. it very definitely won't. Yeah, it's more like it works for me. So, hey, it works for me. Yeah. And there are uh, some inroads into it that work better. And, you know, Headspace was good for me. Right now I do like a guided meditation, which means I just listen to this very nice Irish dude, different dude, um, you know, talk about how we're going to do our day right in the morning, you know, and that's what gets me yeah. out of bed. Like, we're going to do our day right. We're going to be nice to people. We're going to try and hold it back when we're super pissed off at everything. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's how it sounds to me in my sure. head. Sure. And and that helps me like set an intention and then, you know, and then I just sort of fuck off and don't think about it too much. It, and but the days that I don't do it, I feel like now I notice. You know, like, oh, I forgot to tell myself to not be a dick and then I'm like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. And yet works out okay so yeah yeah <sighs> that's Good. like listening to me listen to you talk about video games <laughs> which I, I have i've have several to talk about and i'm just not gonna because like we've got plenty to talk about great um that was I, what else do you have from ask i think that was I, it i'll do like a meta talk and i have a couple meta talk okay. things that i liked but uh you can okay. you can also talk about them well, we mentioned earlier, but now that we're in meta talk section, uh, instead of doing it backwards, to do it forwards. Uh, the post that uh, Zamboni made about Hippie Bear's run of Pride posts yes. in uh, in June. Um, it's uh, pretty great. So that's a nice roundup of those, and a nice sort of like, yeah, this was a this was a good thing. Um, Agreed. I enjoyed uh, in the pandering to Jessamine category summer book bingo. <laughs> by the corpse in the library which is essentially uh encouraging people to read outside of whatever their well-worn paths are by having a bingo card and trying to either get a straight line or fill it all out or whatever um but it turned into a really nice thread uh and it's and you got all summer and it turned into a yeah. really nice thread of like people making suggestions 
of, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, probably a bunch of good book suggestions in there. Yeah, like BIPOC food writing. Well, what are some good books about that? You know, who are who are some good people? Like Black Joy. I am not sure who I would read if I, like, I know some BIPOC food pe- writer people, but Black Joy, I'm not sure who I could, uh, who I could read I could. I have some ideas, but I don't really know, and it would be nice to hear from somebody who had some suggestions. And so there's a lot of really good suggestions. Sports writing. Like, I've read some good sports stuff, but, you know, for a lot of other people, that might be a direction they uh, didn't have a good idea. So, uh, yeah, some really, some really good ideas. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Um, there was a post from Shadem Tance uh, talking about ways to make posts more accessible for neurodivergent folks. Oh, that was super helpful. Um, I, I read that. I thought yeah. it was great because I'm the same, like, not really neurodivergent, but oh my God, don't make me watch a video if I could, like, yeah. read a thing. Well, and that's one of the things, too, is like, you know, everybody's brain is different and there's a degree to which people sort of, like, become aware of that in a actionable or diagnostic way. And then there's the reality that also everybody's brain is a little bit different. So um, what what Shadam Tance was getting at was basically, hey, there are things that may be helpful and let's discuss things that may be helpful right. to make posts more accessible to a broader audience by thinking in part about, like, what's going to work well for neurodivergent folks, including things like, you know, transcripts or, or alternate text links for stuff that's pure video and uh, timestamps directly to uh, the relevant bit of a video, things like that. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's a good discussion. Um, just something worth reading and thinking about and taking into account as you think about how you're framing your posts. You know, it's going to depend on the post, but oftentimes there is like a little bit of extra you can do in the post or if you didn't think of it until after the fact, like in a follow-up comment to sort of add further resources and further sort of context uh, to make it possible for more people to enjoy the thing that you want to share with people on Metafilter. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really nice. Yeah, no, I thought it was super helpful and I learned some things. And um, as somebody who really prefers reading over watching and definitely would watch over just listening, um, I appreciated all these things. Uh, there was a... Uh post another one that's like a good thing to read in terms of thinking about how you're posting on the site um there had been a thread recently about vaccines um oh like, yeah in particular one user had used the word moron a lot a lot like some other people have been quoted that a lot uh, in retrospect a lot um and so lemur made a post on metatalk basically saying hey can we avoid this sort of casual use of moron and other words like imbecile and idiot uh, on the point that these are really basically pretty historically charged ableist terms, and they carry that charge forward, even though we're not necessarily super aware of that if you're outside of that specific experience or community. Uh, these are words that like, very much were about classifying and othering and downgrading actual people with uh, cognitive difficulties or mental illness. Or based on their perceived um, level of intelligence, yeah. Yes, which also has all kinds of other interesting, fucked up, uh, shitty charges right. tied to it. Um, so it's, it, it's a good discussion. It I left a comment in there expressing some of my frustrations with some of the comments that tend to come up in this kind of discussion about like, okay, but what if... Slippery slope! Feel kind of like slippery slippery slope! Yeah. Um, so there's some stuff in there I was like, I was kind of frustrated to see, but not surprised to see, because this comes out of a discussion where someone's like, hey, from the perspective of someone in a minority or oppressed or underprivileged class... This is a thing that bothers me, and people from outside that class saying, "Okay, but my experience doesn't comport." But that's with, not what I meant, right? That's not your experience because you haven't dealt with it. Um, so it's like, 
we'll always deal with that in any kind of discussion like yeah. this on the site. It's part of people sort of catching up. But these kind of threads at least help people catch up. And maybe as they go on, people will be more caught up the next time one comes along. Um, anyway, it's a good thread. It's worth reading. It's worth thinking about. And it's worth thinking about how you casually use those words that might not stand out to you as marked if it's not something that you have a personal tie to. So, well, and, and you and um, I have talked about this, and I left a, a brief comment in that thread where, like, I'm really working on my use of the word crazy, which is a word I use all the time and I need to stop yeah. doing it and it's hard for me because you know I use it for decades and decades and decades and I'm trying to get more conscious about my language number one and I have a you know close family member with severe mental illness that does not I mean he personally doesn't care but like in a general sense I feel like when I use words like that it's specifically saying something about yeah. him in a negative way and that's no good and I don't want to be yeah. that person and so it's challenging right it's challenging yeah. to try and figure it out and it's also challenging to think about like well what other words that maybe don't affect like people directly next to me but do affect people in my you know community of people in the world are are doing those exact same things right and and, and yeah. I don't know I don't feel diminished by using different words, you know? I don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the, the human brain is equipped to do amazing things in terms of generation of novel phrasing and word use. Like, we have an ideal machine to cope with avoiding a word. Um, right. I mean, I'm not so always great at that's it. That's not a problem. I wish I were better at it. I wish I could be more conscious yeah. about my language more often, but especially in the library world where, you know, we make a lot of we jump up and down a lot about how the library is for everybody. I mean, this was the hugest, if I can just sidetrack for, you know, 90 seconds. I was at the American Library Association conference this uh, last like four or five days. And one of the things that we actually had as an action item, meaning something that we all at council, all 150 plus of us, 180, I don't know how many people, a lot, 165, um, voted on was the Library of Congress, as you know, has subject headings which describe what books are about, right? And these subject headings right. evolve over time, but sometimes they are antiquated, right? It took a long time to move from, for example, Negro to Afro-American to Black, and that lagged behind how real life people in the world were making language changes, you know? Yeah. And in some cases, the words they used were never the right words, you know, within communities, but maybe were the words that sort of, uh, you know, white supremacy culture used, right? And so in this case, the subject heading is uh, illegal aliens uh, used to describe mm. basically anybody who's an undocumented citizen and it's garbage and it's bullshit and to be honest it was never okay but it was in line with how government documents would use to describe uh, this group of people that they were trying to identify and and in fact with governments the point was to be shitty about it you know um, yeah. but the Library of Congress just was unthinking and uncaring about it, which is a different kind of problem. And so during the Trump administration, they 
thanks to a lot of lobbying, including, I don't remember what his username is, but there was that documentary that was made called Change the Subject, which was all about yeah. that. Soy Joy, something like that, Soy Boy. Um, I'll look it up, keep talking. Yeah, and um, which made a very strong argument for why this needed to happen. And the Library of Congress agreed in, I think, 2017 or 2018, but because of the incredibly toxic political climate of the last administration, really couldn't do anything, right? But now we're six months into the Biden administration, and the librarians are like, look, I totally understand why you couldn't do this under the previous administration, but tick tock, you know, you should have done this years ago let's move on it and so there was a resolution to basically tell the library of congress do the thing you said you'd do but then it became this weird conversation where people who worked at the library of congress were like hey this is going through channels everybody just calm down whereas you know specifically librarians of color were like no this language harms people. We've been waiting. I don't care if, you know, the, this hurts the Library of Congress's feelings. How do you think I feel? And so it was a big, contentious discussion. And there were two resolutions, one of which was for the Library of Congress to be more transparent about these things, how these things happen in the first place. And the Library of Congress staffers were like, well, we are transparent. We're just not good at communication. And being like, but, <laughs> but... But and then the resolution itself got referred to the committee on legislation. And so if it's true that this is in process and was only going to take another couple months, we should see some movement on it, you know, before autumn. And if they're just blowing smoke up our ass, it'll be a lot easier to come back in January and be like, look, we fucking had it, had it. And, you know, because for every kid that is in a library wanting to look something up about, you know, undocumented people who live in this country, looking up illegal aliens is gross and shitty and demeaning and we should we should do better, right? And then the yeah. library's like, we're for everyone. And they're like, well, why do I have to look up my, you know, stories about people like me under this racist heading? Yeah. So, in short, nothing happened, but I was very excited to get to <laughs> to get to, you know, yell at other people, not yell, but just be like, no, it's pastime and yeah. You know, I stand with the people who hate this, not with the people who are like, ah, wait, move through channels. But it's tricky because there's librarians of color on both sides because there's many who work at the Library of Congress and they're in an awkward position, right? So, the whole thing was very interesting. In short, don't use words like moron or illegal aliens and the conscious style guide is always a great way to uh stay up to date on language usage which i am always recommending yeah did you find uh the guy or did you i did i linked it it's a soybean and i linked the uh, project's post we'll have that in the the show notes oh fantastic good and uh conscious style guide uh i i left the link in there too it's really worth reading every time i Every time I listen to a podcast where there are show notes, they mention the show notes. And like, I'm so used to not even mentioning that because like, it's an assumed part of the show. But we do have show notes. Like, that's yeah. the podcast post we make every month. There's a, so if there's you're a Meta to the Talk. And you're not reading Meta Talk, go to Meta Talk. There's a link uh, about the post. And uh, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing we should put more uh, emphasis on. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, we could put a banner up. I say yeah, I say we, lot. but I, I feel like I should also mention that I'm I, cycling I, off I, of regular Metafilter <laughs> roster. 
Yeah, so you, you have zero obligation. I do put up a sidebar post every month. Oh, perfect. But we, we, should, we should get back to like, I, I want to find a way to make sidebar stuff more site-wide visible for like Ask Me Banner. primary readers and so on. So Banner. Yeah. You hate Maybe. the banner. I, I want to. I know. I want to rework the banner. Okay. And this is this is getting off into the fucking weeds. Anyway, I've got a couple more meta talks to mention, and then we will wrap up. Um, there was one other sort of advisory discussion uh, about what the deal is with the Guardian and oh, about uh, LGBTQ stuff, essentially. Which is that the UK Guardian has a really shitty stance on that, along with on, on, kind of all on of that. The you mean UK trans issues? Press. Did you? Did you uh, trans that? issues in particular? Okay, but no, no, no. Or just uh, in general? Trans trans issues, LGBTQ stuff. Oh, in sorry, general, sorry. Basically, they are bad about queer stuff and really bad about trans stuff. And so is most of the UK press. But the Guardian, as an international publication that has a U.S. branch, and that otherwise that doesn't have because, a terrible reputation. Yeah, which makes, this is one of those yeah. things with like the shitty editorial side versus like the perfectly reasonable news side. Um, so the takeaway from this CCBC uh, made a post asking about a deletion we made. And then we ended up talking about it in that thread and sort of explaining it. And a, a few users expanded on the issue. Uh, it was kind of a fraught thread. Like it was, I don't know, it, a lot of stuff on Mount Filler. It was fine in a bumpy way sure. sort of thing. However you want to sort of characterize that. But people explain stuff pretty well. And what it comes down to is like it's really hard to trust the Guardian on like queer issues and trans issues especially, and so as a source for a story on that stuff in particular, Don't it's use not it. a great choice. Right. Find something else to use. Like it doesn't mean that nothing that the Guardian ever publishes is like newsworthy or reasonable news. But think about context. Basically, is where we are with that. It's like this is not the source to go for if it's this thing that they are routinely terrible about on an editorial level. Right. Um, and that's something that's not on a lot of people's radar. Like, you know, that's a thing that you may not be aware of unless you're aware of it. So Yeah, I was mostly uh, of, aware of it because, you know, J.K. Rowling, notorious, uh, turfy, yeah. turfy, terrible person. Uh, you know, I know about her particular stance and some of how I know about that is The Guardian reporting on it in what isn't a yeah. look at this fucking idiot way, which I would expect. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shitty sort of accommodation and signal boosting of transphobic and turfy positions in the UK press. As, as if it were like a kind of on the one it. hand, on the other hand thing, which it very yeah. much is on, not. <laughs> on the one hand, do you deserve humanity? On the other hand, well, yeah, yeah it's horrible. Uh, so anyway, that's another thing. Maybe give that a read if you have no idea what we're talking about, because that is a thing. Hey, Michael Fogelman's um, following me on Twitter now. Oh, nice. Hey. Um, uh, the other. Good job, Fogelbird. I uh, just wanted to talk about the uh, meta talktail hour from the middle of June, which I enjoyed very much about that random object that's been on your desk table or shelf for objectively <laughs> too long. I came up with that and I posted that and I still haven't read the thread. Oh my God. It's so busy. fun. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm, I'm. It's in my activity. I'm going to go to it, but I just like haven't, I need to set aside like an hour and a beer uh, and like dig it. It is, it. it is a delight. Um, because everybody's got those things. I derailed it a little bit by talking about my drawer of teeth, and for that I am truly sorry. <laughs> well, now you've got to read it. Now you've just got to read it. Like, Because uh, you're like number three on my list of friends who have too many teeth for some reason. <laughs> Speaking of which, your other friend that's on that list, Kamara, um, was the winner of my weird janky first aid kit that I found in the drawer of the library that had like stuff 
in it that was first aid oriented that had mercury in it. <laughs> and he back channel talked to me and he was like, you shouldn't have it at the library, but I really want it. If you send it to me, I will send you a new first aid kit for the library. And we worked out a deal. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's what's in my package. i'm glad we had this time together yeah so uh he sent me a uh, first aid kit for the library that is new and i sent him the sketchy first aid kit for the library that is old nice i think so all right i've got one more meta talk to mention because it was (laughs) this is the thing i did this month i guess um I feel like you can actually look at the gap in my posting in this thread to sort of figure out where my month got distracting. But um, there was a post made by Dirty Old Town. Uh, Dirty Old Town. Dirty Old Town. (laughs) Don't you (laughs) know that song? No. I'm sure that's where his username came from comes from uh, probably came from. i'm i'm all every time <laughs> that's where it came from every time i discover uh the concept behind someone's username i'm so excited like we talked about prude i go last month i think and i was so delighted. I was like hey, i know what that is because that's a username so if yeah now i know wicked little town from hedwig but i don't, I don't dirty old know that one although i saw hedwig i am including a picture of the first aid kit just fyi you should you should uh, watch or listen to Hedwig again. It's I good. should. Are you kidding? Um, Who has time to watch things again? It's so good though. But like, listen to it. Put on the soundtrack. Put on the dude, soundtrack. Dude, I watched the movie when it when it had its Vermont premiere at the Vermont Film yeah, Festival, I, 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 and I it was it, great. It, it, it was great. It's very good, and the soundtrack is so good. It's just it's a great fucking set of songs. So Dirty Old Even Town did a thing. Dirty Old Town <laughs> posted about a random thread on the blue five years ago about like nerd culture mashup t-shirts it was rightfully it was just some link rightfully oh i remember saying, oh, this let's take doctor who and star wars and stick them together and boom that's a t-shirt Doctor that who's talking now kind of um, thing yeah <laughs> i just made that one and, up uh, that was see you, and you did you participate in this i at all? absolutely I, don't um, need shit like this in my recent activity <laughs> josh millard <laughs> There's, we have a tool that we haven't looked on the admin page that's the most regretted yes. threads tool. And I haven't looked at it in a while, but it's basically the thread that the most people have removed from activity. And it's I a combination look, of fighty be... and great jokes. Yeah. Yes. Like, I bet this is like high on the list, if not at the top of the list recently. I'll, I'll go look in a sec. But anyway, Dirty Old Town was one of the participants. I was also one of the participants. Several other people were one of the participants in that thread five years ago. And we had a very fun, stupid, month-long time posting a couple thousand comments of just stupid mashup puns. And very deliberately, on my part at least, that happened again uh, with this thread. And we spent the last month... Um, just making stupid fucking puns. And uh, I think I posted something like 5,000 or no, 500 comments in this thread, um, which I think breaks my record for the previous thread, but I may not have made the most comments in this thread. I don't know. I did take that like a couple weeks off in the middle. So anyway, it's a very stupid thing and I loved it very much. And I love Metafilter and that's the whole thing. I liked it. Also, warning. I'll try to remember to put a warning on the link. It is 2,000 comments long. It takes a while to load. Yes. Um, and one last thing we mentioned. I mentioned Loki. And yeah, people have been enjoying Loki. Loki's fun. It's a nice, it's a TV show about Loki. It's a Marvel Universe show. So it involves more fist fights than it strictly needs to. But Tom Hiddleston's great. And the aesthetics of the show are pretty good. And I'm curious to see where it's going. And yeah. 
So yeah, if you're interested in some TV, there's Loki. That exists. Awesome. And that, I think, I think that's the whole of my content. I think that's the, the whole of my content. Else? I mean, it's been right. quite some time. I think we can get it in under two minutes if we stop talking, two hours if we stop yeah, talking in the next 40 yeah. seconds. We have a little pre-roll, too, so we've got a little bit of room to and move. Some, let's and go some, for it anyway. And let's some edit this out when you went and got your glass yeah, yeah, of water. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're going to come in at a solid 150. I think we're going to keep it nice and tight at one hour and 50 minutes. But that's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for just me for uh, hanging out with me and talking about this. Always, as usual. always a pleasure. Always yes. And yeah, we'll do this again you know, in a month or so. Cool. Talk to you then. Right. Here you go.